0: hello welcome to another episode of andrew's amazing podcast i'm your host james and always o- and always enjoyed by my Lester sidekick hunter van lera
1: that's me okay <laughs> i got nothing i can't do a deadpool voice so i got nothing
0: no, no i was like i was waiting for some either quip or pun or weird fourth world breaking but there's no fourth world breaking in a podcast um, at least not this one I mean, yeah, we're, we're t- directly talking to each other and the audience.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But either way, uh, we're back. Hunter's feeling better. Um, but we're on the clock right now for this episode. So we were brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because
1: I pounded back some NyQuil. <laughs> Still recovering from the sniffles now. I had a well, cold last week, but I just got just boogies left. So I'm hoping to ice those boogies for tomorrow. Well, Tuesday, but as of recording, you know.
0: <laughs> yes. We were to you by Andrew's Amazing, Thomas Downs, in New York. That was show for some news. First, we have director Sam Hagar uh, Hargrave. That's not his name. Nope. <laughs> Sam Hargrave <laughs> uh, from the Extraction Films is set to make an adaptation of Kill Them All by Kyle Sparks for Paramount, for Paramount Pictures. Um, Heck
1: yeah, dude. Have you seen the Extraction movies on Netflix?
0: No, and I want to watch them. Oh, dude, it's, all Chris
1: Hemsworth's, it's Chris Hemsworth doing John Wick stunts, but instead of doing like assassination stuff, it's... He's like a uh, super high tech, not high tech, but he's like a super military man. Okay. Instead of being like a super Hitman man or whatever John Wick technically was, you know, like an assassin of sorts. But it's very good. The second one's not as good as the first, but it's got better action sequences because they learn from the first one. I don't know. I'm excited.
0: You know what's funny? uh, It's on my list to watch.
1: Yeah, they're good. It's, it's, It's Hemsworth, man. It's his non Thor movies. He loves doing them.
0: He does. He does. He's uh he it's, the it's the in between it's Yeah, exactly. It's the in between Thor it's in between Thor movies he gets to do other stuff. Yeah, basically. Continue on with more Paramount Plus stuff. Uh two things. One, the Knuckles trailer dropped for Paramount Plus. Oh, the, dude, the
1: Knuckles trailer looks baller.
0: Dude, I cannot Kid Cudi's in the trailer. He's one of the
1: bad guys. Oh, that's it That's okay. I heard he was in the um, I heard he was in the show, but I didn't realize he was the dude that punches knuckles back and goes you think i need to borrow your power i'm like oh that's the line from the first the second movie oh yes
0: and that's Kit cutting i didn't know that was him yeah. oh
1: interesting i like that he's acting now
0: yeah he's writing I've seen comics. him and
1: stuff and he wasn't bad so I'm, I'm glad he's you know slowly working his way up
0: he's making comics in movies now he's doing it all
1: Yeah, man, I'm excited, dude. The trailer had everybody except for the – I mean, obviously Dr. Eggman, but he's going to be in limbo until Sonic 3. We'll get to that. Um, No James Marsden, but that doesn't mean he's not in the show. James Marsden could easily be in Episode 1. But in the trailer, it showed off everybody but him. He was busy filming Sonic 3, uh, Deadpool potentially, which we'll talk about later. And he did a bunch – he's been – he's had a renaissance recently. He's been doing a bunch of stuff. Um but the other character missing was Dr. Robotnik's little sidekick.
0: Yes. Or at yeah. least I didn't see him. Cause the villain of this movie is somebody that worked with Robotnik.
1: Yeah, um, it's that bald dude with the big beard.
0: Yes. But it's, it's not Robotnik's really.
1: knuckles. <laughs>
0: exactly, but it's not the one it's not like the weird. Like this he's supposed to be like um oh my god. He's like the psychic I'm thinking of, he's in the original uh, anime series, there's like a little bald guy that I was working with um, Robotnik. That's, him? that's who the, the the guy was in the first two movies. It's a version of oh, him. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, okay. It's a version it. of him. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. But so the Knuckles trailer came out awesome. The internet's blowing up because they used knuck if You Buck in the trailer.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that was the fucking trailer. <laughs>
0: that wasn't, yeah, that's the song they used in the Knuck trailer called Knuckleview of You Buck. I- and people are like, Black Twitter is going, Black Twitter and Black TikTok is going nuts because they love it. And they're like, it confirms that he's black. I'm like, he's voiced by Idris I Elba. Mean,
1: he's, he's voiced by like the coolest dude on the planet. So yeah,
0: <laughs> and I was like, he's black coated anyway.
1: He's always been black coated He has dreads.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he is a black character. The
1: only time he wasn't black coated was when he had the cowboy hat in the original stuff. <laughs> and he has a cowboy hat in the trailer which I thought was a cool easter egg. I like the that one. cowboy hat on? I was like, "Yeah, there he is."
0: And then continuing on with more Sonic stuff, Sonic 3 teaser that came out, uh so sh- uh has Shadow kind of um these songs actually live and let live um oh live and learn, live and learn from
1: Yeah, that's from Adventure 2.
0: Yeah, it's the theme song to Sonic Adventure 2. Uh give and... me escape from the city and pumpkin hill, and we're good. Um, I
1: don't think we'll get Pumpkin Hill. We might get Pumpkin Hill in the Knuckles show. Oh, yeah, we might get a Knuckles
0: show. Yeah. At
1: least, the, at least the song Pumpkin Hill, because even though Sonic does do a Pumpkin Hill level, Knuckles is, is the longest because of how his gameplay is. Yes. So I've, I remember hearing it more in the Knuckles levels than I did in the Sonic levels. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, and it, it, it is confirmed that Sonic 3 is based off uh, Sonic Adventure 2. So. Well. But. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Ritter, who plays Jessica Jones, uh, uh, Aaliyah Brown from Nine Perfect Strangers, and Christ- uh, Christo Fernandez from Ted Lasso have been, been cast on our roles. Jim Carrey has been confirmed to come back as Robotnik, and it's rumored that Hayden Christian is going to be Shadow. Um, it be the,
1: the dopest <laughs> voice for him to have. It would be
0: Shadow's so awesome. <laughs>
1: I think that would be such a – because he said that he's coming – after Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's coming back into the acting spotlight. Obviously, he was in Ahsoka, and he's got another movie coming out soonish ish uh, that would just like premiered at Sundance, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I think he has a movie coming out this year that isn't potentially Sonic 3. But, dude, if he comes back to play Shadow, legendary. <laughs> You're good. Especially because they'll definitely – if they're doing a Knuckles show, we might easily get a Shadow show. Oh. And it friends. could be based on the Shadow video game where he has a gun, <laughs> his gun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he fights like the abyss or whatever. The, bl- uh, the, um... the
0: black, uh, the black arm, black arm,
1: yeah. Black but uh, so going back to the casting of Kristen Ritter, Aaliy- um, Aaliyah Brown, and Christo Fernandez, um, the only person I can think of for Aaliyah Brown is Maria, the the, the little girl who gets killed in Shadow's backstory.
0: Yeah, that's I can. Think there's
1: of... no other reason to have a little blonde girl, and yeah. I mean, obviously, if you want to just make her like some character, but like, come on, you cast a little blonde girl, everybody thinks she's the one that's gonna get killed.
0: It's Maria. It's 100% Maria. How she ties the shadows will probably be a little bit different, how what they want to do.
1: Yeah, but it'll be close enough to the original origin story.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: Kristen Ritter, everybody thought she was gonna be rogue, but apparently, this came out today, that she is supposed to be playing a character, a human character called Captain Rockwell.
0: Ew. Make her rouge. Make her...
1: Uh, Make a, i need some rouge the bat please yeah make a I rouge mean, bat unless you want to cast somebody that is because rouge is also black coated so unless you want to cast a black person to play um rouge then kristen ritter is a great choice otherwise
0: yeah because that would be a fine move i mean rouge always she, she's got
1: the attitude especially Jessica Jones. Is. if you do the jessica jones voice like, the, the tone of that, I think that'll be a good Rouge voice. But if you do want to make him black-coated, I totally understand. Yeah. But we might even see Rouge show up at the end of Knuckles.
0: Yeah, or in Sonic so, or in Sonic 3.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think we will get them in Sonic 3. It, in At the very least, in some capacity, because of how close she is to Team Dark because of Shadow. Yeah. We might it... even get Omega teased by the end of it. I think it'll end with Rouge finding Shadow and then going to go get Omega. And then it'll lead to a Shadow movie or show. That's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm thinking.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: And then Cristo Fernandez, I have no idea. He no. could easily be a human, but he could also play um, any one of the Sonic little guys. He could be um, Espio. He could be Charmy. He could be... I was going to say, he say Charmy. He's cat. probably
0: Charmy. He can't Charmy be Espio.
1: Cristo Fernandez is not like some like spunky little dude. I, I know.
0: Gave me oh. He can't be Charmy. He can't be... He can't be... Um... Uh, I mean,
1: he's a spunky little dude. He could be Charmy. He can't be Vector.
0: No, he can't be Vector. No.
1: I, I'm thinking he could be... Uh, he plays the football boy in uh, Danny Rojas in Ted, Ted Lasso. He's one okay. of the younger characters in Ted Lasso.
0: And he he's can't... He's
1: years of age IRO.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, the anthropomorphic but, CGI monster. Yeah, I'm honestly. thinking
1: Charmy could be fun, but Charmy... Like, for a character like Charmy, if you are even going to use that character especially if you don't put them in Knuckles because of Knuckles chaotics, Charming could easily be, like, Tails, where it's just the original voice actress.
0: True. True. Like,
1: all the characters that aren't main characters don't Jeez. need to have celebrity voice actors.
0: No, that's the whole thing. So, like, I'm trying to think of, like, other big... It could
1: easily be just a human character, like, a replacement for, um, like, like maybe, like so- like, Shadow's, like, Handler. Yeah. Like, a young person that'll go along with, like, shadow's potential good guy renaissance by the end of it and then could easily be in the next one but then you're playing into the same hand that you have with the sidekick to dr eggman where you just have another villain's funny sidekick guy
0: yeah i the thing is because you're right like all the so all your main characters for sonic excluding a new one he's not gonna be silver he's not gonna be like i mean
1: i could say i can see silver
0: maybe you no know. maybe yeah, and I well, don't know it would
1: be too complicated to introduce in Sonic three unless yes, it's yes, an yes. end credit scene.
0: I don't know what rights they have and to what characters now.
1: I mean, I think they have everybody at this point. They've shown with the first two alone that they can make money and then they can make them like well. True. And then letting them and letting ha- uh Disney use ugly Sonic in like their um chippendale movie yeah that is just they know how to have fun so i think that they just have money to just spend i mean paramount is huge but i think the people that are making the sonic movies i know it's paramount but like the filming company and the directors and such i think they have enough sway from sega to basically do whatever they want
0: i mean yeah i guess
1: (laughs) yeah so i think christo could easily be just a random human character but it'd be fun to see who they're gonna voice maybe like fang true Fang's getting a comeback recently. They just showed up in Sonic Superstars. They were in Sonic Mania Plus. And then... they was in so a comic book they released. released. Yeah. So, maybe Fang, if you want to introduce like some antagonists to have along the way. Because Shadow, obviously, is going to become a good guy in some capacity. If you go based off the trajectory of the character in the games. True. So, they could easily have Christo be somebody that is a full-on antagonist as itself. But... You know... Uh, We'll we'll see how Sonic Three turns out. They might not even do any more Sonic movies after three. They might just do spinoffs.
0: And they can just like do the thing.
1: show or the, like the Knuckles show that they have now, or Shadow show, or you know a Chaotix show, or even a Team Sonic. Yeah. Instead of doing Sonic Four, just call it Team Sonic and or something if, like
0: that. If they're gonna do it as, you know, you can do if they're doing it like they right now for like Para Plus, it's doing it as oh hey. You know, we're kind of doing it as a six-episode event. That's fine. You know, do it's basically it basically a
1: movie broken yeah. down into six weeks.
0: Yeah, just go be like, all right, cool. We're going to be doing this year. next year. We're going to do after this. There's new shadow. We can do this after. You know, this. You know, it does feel like a a, a trend that they can do and work. It could work.
1: Yeah. Oh, Kristen Ritter could be Amy. That could be cool if she's oh, not yeah, that human I character. I keep forgetting about Amy. Amy, Amy could be in it, but then again, you know, just get the original voice actress for Amy at that point. Yeah. Amy's or his... not like a huge character. You don't need like. Like Ben Schwartz is like good for Sonic, but you could have gotten Roger Craig Smith to do it, or even the new guy from Sonic Prime. Yeah. But just... in Idris Elba, like you could have gotten. Uh, I think it's Patrick Seitz who voiced Michael. You shut up. Just... I mean, I, okay, I, I understand why they didn't get Patrick Seitz, but, you know, you don't need. You don't need Idris Elba, but Idris Elba was into it, so I'm down. He went hard. He went harder than he needed to. For Yes. Time. I bet you money that he has a producing credit on the Knuckles TV show. He has to. Like, there's no way he didn't help make that. <laughs> I bet when they do the – because usually with the streaming events, they do, like, world premieres okay. or, like, red carpet premieres. I bet he's going to wear the cowboy hat. All if he does to, on either, to either the Knuckles premiere or Sonic 3. He's got to wear the hat. <laughs> he's got to. It, There's no way he doesn't wear a cowboy hat to like his next few screenings because of Knuckles. <laughs> can't be stopped. Can't, can't be stopped. And Jim Carrey said that he... Um, after Sonic 2, he's doing interviews, and he said that once his contract for the HBO show was done, I think it was... I forget what the show was, but he played like um, a Mr. Rogers but said curse words. And... Uh, once that show is over, he said he was retiring from acting, and the only thing that would bring him back was if a script was written with golden ink. Lo and behold, he's confirmed to come back for Sonic 3. So Sonic yeah. 3 could be the best movie of all time. Or, my dad's theory is he just enjoys it because they don't give him a script and they just tell him to just, here's the point you have to get across, go nuts. Because he just does whatever he wants.
0: That's the thing, he can just have a good time with it.
1: You yeah, know. Like, in Sonic 1, like, he obviously was, like, following some form of script in some capacity, but, like, Sonic 2, he was off the walls.
0: It was actually crazy people saw.
1: Yeah, so I think Sonic 3, if he doesn't show up in Knuckles as, like, the, in, like a, a stinger, I think um, Sonic 3 is going to be, like, I mean, I don't think he's going to be a huge role in it because it's a shadow villain movie, but we could easily see him come back in, like, 15 minutes of altogether scenes and just steal the show
0: and it has to be something more than just you wouldn't pay him to come back if you weren't him properly you know what i mean
1: he, he dies if... at the end of technically he dies at the end of sonic 2 he falls and no human would survive that fall but maybe he did or maybe he's like you know in a full body cast and he's only going to come back in like the last 20 minutes or i don't know we'll see man this movie comes out the end of this year it's coming yeah. out i think in december so we have Knuckles and then Sonic Three coming out. Yeah, your boys in. I'm can't in wait. On this.
0: So we'll go on past Sonic and we'll go to DC. Um, we are going to see Creature Commando series coming this fall, which is confirmed by James uh, by Strong Gun. Sorry, um, yeah, and it will be easy. a hard R.
1: Yeah, Frank Grillo was talking about um, how he's excited. Um, that oh, his, yes. his character Rick Flagg Sr. is going to be in more than one project, and so was David Harbour's Frankenstein. They were both saying recently that they're so excited of what James Gunn and Peter Safran are doing where their characters are signed up for like 10 pictures, and they're just going to be popping up and stuff.
0: Dude, it's so good that – and I was reading the article you sent me um, uh, just like a little while ago about how he feels about having how good it is to be on this project and how, like, Kevin Feige kind of blew it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Crossbones isn't, like, a huge character, so I understand why they ended up getting rid of him. But, like, the idea of Crossbones in the comic books is he's always just, like, around. You could have easily had Frank Grillo just be, like, in the background of every Marvel show as, like, a lackey that everybody hires. But then they blow him up in his second movie right when he gets to be Crossbones.
0: And he could have been like a ongoing. He could have been a great character.
1: villain in. Um, instead of Batrock the Leaper to come back, you could have gotten Crossbones to come back in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that would have been cool.
0: Yep. I was about to say that. And in uh, Captain America New World Order.
1: Ties to the Winter Soldier. A New World Order would have been a cool return. He could have died in New World Order, and that would have been better. Yeah. But instead, they'd blow him up in Civil War. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited it's... to see the Creature Commandos, and I'm excited to see that the characters and cast are all coming back in some capacity um, with their inter-company, like company, inter-animation media st- stuff. It's going to be fun. Yeah,
0: it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. And the fact that it's like, going to be it...
1: hard R, which means they're going to be gripping like, people in half and like cursing and, and blowing again... people up, I can't wait.
0: There are some stories where you don't need that, you know what I mean. But there are absolutely some Superman stories. Superman Legacy
1: does not need. need to be rated R. Would that be right. cool if it was? Sure, but you don't well, need a Superman movie to be rated R. No. But like, well, if like, we get a Lobo movie or the next Suicide Squad movie, I want that, you know, to be hard R. Yes. Yes. I need dude, blood. It I need means- more. I don't need titties. I don't need. I don't need gratuitous sex nonsense. No. You know, no. I don't need that nonsense. When I mean R, I want like blood, gore. You know, curse words are always fun, but you don't need them. I know that deters people, right. but blood and gore out the wazoo, especially for something like Creature Commandos. Frankenstein right. walks and, around looking like Hellboy, big sword, big gun, a big sword. Yeah, like you. Weasel not... in the Suicide Squad movie, they said that he ate people. I get it. We're yeah. gonna see that now. You
0: know what I mean? Like it's 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 one of those like I mean. You need it, again, certain things need the hard R writing because it, it makes sense to the story. Like, and we'll get to it when we talk about Deadpool. You know, it's very much a hard R. Does not mean, like, just tits all the time. It, it You can just do it for the amount of violence in a movie, especially where you're supposed to be a crack squad of supernatural creatures hunting down people. Like, it makes sense. Like, it's not just like a regular punch-em-up, TV show or team. This is a very strong supernatural team with elements that get, that lead into body horror for some characters, and yeah, of course, it's it's a light. Oh, so sp- if Frankenstein
1: a... or his Frankenstein's bride, if their um, if their body parts don't come off, I'm gonna be pissed. The whole right. point is that they are people put back together. Rip Frankenstein's arm off and beat somebody with it. Let's go. You well,
0: know, in the uh, books, like, he gets his arms and legs chopped off all the time. He gets shot at because he's invulnerable, yeah. you know? He just can't die like normal, you know? He's a big zombie, so, man.
1: Let's go. Make him crazy. Yeah.
0: Show it. Show him get beat and hurt and hurt bad. But you need that to be an yeah, R. I mean, I understand that, that
1: Creature Commandos is, is animated, so you can go a little bit farther with it. So a hard R is definitely going to be more fun when it comes to animated properties. But if they – when they bring these characters into live action, I hope that they do not unceremoniously – like, I had a fear when Deadpool 3 was announced that it was going to be a – and we'll get to it later when we talk about the trailer. But I was afraid that it was going to be PG-13 like the first one was.
0: No, the first and one was
1: Oh, was it? But anyway. I was afraid that when they brought it over to Disney officially that they were going to make it PG-13 because, you know – it's disney but then they committed to doing an r rating and i you know if just not every comic book movie needs to be for children and i'm not saying for children like kids i've seen rated r movies when i was young you really just need to be accompanied by an adult right you know you got to be 13 plus usually and accompanied by an adult to get into these movies so a 13 year old can watch deadpool 3 and have fun with it you know
0: But also just
1: don't put like genitals in it if you really don't want to go that hard.
0: That's and that's what it is. It's not the, it's not the. It's the type of R rated movie you're seeing. Like Mm -hmm. if you're making it all for violence and it's bait, it's you're um, I wouldn't want again. Like you said, Superman Legacy. I don't want it as a hard R. You don't need it to be a hard R. That's stupid. You know, you're just making violence up for the sake of, and it would just be for violence, but then you're just adding violence for the sake would of be, like, having it.
1: Superman's fun. not going to be cutting people in half. You know what right. I mean? Like, if Superman Legacy was rated R, it would be for characters like Lobo, or if Doomsday shows up and he's punching holes through the Justice League International. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Or Lex for, Luthor like, wants F- to it.
1: say the F word, you know? <laughs>
0: right. Like, it's not like, gonna fuck be Superman. like. <laughs> I mean,. You get one F that you get one fuck and that's it, um, and that's the whole thing. Like it, it doesn't need to be this like over the top, gratuitous, violent thing, or like, or you're just putting titties in it or whatever just to get the R rating. At that point, then it's useless, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it Henry Cavill
1: was actually talking about how he doesn't like and he doesn't like and or understand sex scenes. Not he doesn't understand it. Like, oh, I don't know what it is, but he means like, it's... why do you need to have a sex scene? He's like, unless it drives the plot forward. You don't need to put sex in your property because w- what does it do besides look titties?
0: It's true. You know what? And I read the I read the same thing. It was on CBR or comicbook.com or whatever. And um, he's right though. He is one hundred percent right. Sometimes when it's just done for gratuitous, it takes the flow out of the movie.
1: Like if you you're know? doing like a sex comedy, then sure, you know, like a okay. you know, Zac right, porno or Road Trip or any of those movies where it's or even The Hangover. You know, right. comedy is it makes the most sense to have like fun, sexy stuff in it because you're making fun yes. of things or you're just making it very over the top because it's like sex is weird, right? Ha ha. ha. But like and when then, it's in like a when it's in like an action movie, it's like why or do we need five minutes of sex when we could just be killing people? What's going on?
0: It's true. And it's it seems out of place. It's it's the forced romance or it's the forced like femme fatale falls for a hot guy, and they just have sex because like they just they're both too hot. You know, yeah, it, it's, it's just
1: unnecessary for ninety nine percent of movies. So I it's understand
0: true. it. I understand. Like, I, I, yeah, exactly I do want it to go.
1: see Frankenstein and Frankenstein's wife go to town. I think that would be fun.
0: <laughs> no, the scene what you want is him attaching his penis on himself and going, "I'm ready." And that's and using it, like
1: a battering ram.
0: Yeah, or something.
1: No, she puts it on and pegs him. Oh grand. my god. Big brain, James Gunn, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm right here, James Gunn. All right, let's let's go to the amalgam stuff because you told me about this this morning. This is crazy,
0: dude. It's something I've been waiting for forever. The amalgam universe and the Marvel DC crossovers are all game reprinted this year. In what capacity we don't know yet. Um, It does look like it's probably gonna be in trade format for some stories.
1: Yeah, um, I'm thinking that we're gonna get with the because they originally had printings where it was um, amalgam universe Marvel collection, amalgam universe DC collection, yeah, and then the um, the crossover which was like Secret Wars across Infinity's Zero Hours or well, something like that, whatever the hell well, that, so that was called.
0: That story is a fake story within their universe. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so no, there it just it's the it's, it was four books. It was two volume one and two the DC edition one and two Marvel edition, um, all access and DC versus Marvel, um, and JLA Avengers. And then they had like their little like thick sized one shots, which was like Batman Spider Man. Um, oh yeah, and, yeah, one, yeah, those cross yeah those ones. like the bigger ones, um, which is actually canon to Batman Superman generations, but. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. They're all getting republished. Um, like I said, I don't know in what capacity officially yet. I do hope that they print them in trade, at least amalgam stuff, in like collected editions. Um or, like what I was telling you this morning, um, there's a secret project coming out from D C uh being announced in May. Uh written by Mark Wade. Uh oh it says by various, but it seems like it's gonna be Mark Wade over there. Um
1: Well Mark Wade's the guy.
0: Yeah, because uh, cause Dan Moore and Mark Wade are both off of um, Shazam. And people were complaining about it on Twitter or whatever. And someone tagged him, and Scott Snyder replied, oh, he's he went on to do a bigger project at DC. He goes, yep. He replied, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, what it is, we and don't you, know. And, we go,
1: back to the Universe.
0: and now like, that's why. If it's – so the solicitation is like, oh, it's like 30 years in the making. I'm like, yeah, it would be 30 years. 1994 is when the Amalgam Universe started. Um, 94, 95, because that's when Zero Hour, because it, it was around the same time Zero Hour started. Cause everyone assumed the event oh, that – 96
1: is when the um, Amalgam Comics collaborative publishing imprint was founded. Damn it. So 96 was what? Well, that's when the publishing company between them was founded. The inter-company crossovers were happening way before that.
0: Well, yeah, but still, it ruins so my it's still idea. It's
1: that... You're still not, I mean, you're not, not wrong. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It can still happen. But I do, I really hope that this leads into at least in, at least more company crossovers between Marvel and DC. Um, it was funny. I was listening to a podcast earlier today and I was talking about, they brought up the Marvel DC crossover. Stuff because there was a Kamirider Ultraman uh crossover they were covering from back in the day and they were like yeah Marvel and DC haven't done crossover since the nineties when they were both needed money I'm like oh just like now
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like now
0: um but if you, and, and honestly I think that if they again do the reprints so first the last
1: time oh. we got a crossover was 2004 was Avengers JLA
0: and that wasn't even the original printing. That was the oh yeah, that was the original printing in two thousand four, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um I do think what they should do first would be the um you call it the um the the v- regular crossovers like the uh DC, like Batman Punisher collection. Do Which those three
1: yeah yeah i think Batman, like man spider-man the crossovers would be very cool to have come back because those two one i've been looking for them and two yes. at least there's more than one of them you know what i mean
0: yes <laughs> you know there's a couple that they can do first before they get to the amalgam stuff with the amalgam universe will be cool and hopefully we get a new amalgam project you know and they're
1: doing a bunch of new covers to the reprints too
0: yes which is cool so i can't wait and we'll move along with more Marvel news going to the movie stuff we have – at Marvel Studios. We have X-Men 97 coming out in March with 10 episodes. Awesome.
1: Cool. We're cool. going to be going from Bad Batch to X-Men 97 to Knuckles, like all in one go. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, next week – oh, next week is um both Avatar and Bad Batch, and they're going to be doing – I don't know if – Uh, avatar the last airbender on netflix is doing all in one or doing weekly episodes but we're getting that then we're getting the weekly episodes of bad batch then uh the next month we're getting x-men 97 and then april is um knuckles and by the time knuckles ends bad batch will be over and then we'll get star wars day and that'll announce the new slate of star wars blah blah blah. we are going to be cooking
0: yeah we got content guys
1: year. (laughs) yeah Disney Plus got content again, and then we have nerd content to cover all year round. So we're going to be happy. Yes. We definitely got to very... do a Knuckles episode.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. we <Yeah>. not.
1: <laughs> got to do a Knuckles episode.
0: After freaking Lootley. Get, get I just over as a guest star.
1: Oh, please.
0: <laughs> I told you. like it, who is ta- I didn't, I'll tell you off mic who, who knows him in real life.
1: I'm aware. I know who it is.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do know. I'll tell you, well, can you ask him? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we could, we could, we could.
0: Anyway, it's um, so a little bit of shit news. Um, No Hulk movie from the MCU, according to Kevin Feige, but this is always something we knew. I keep yeah, telling Rufalo people... was
1: doing some stuff for whatever he was just recently working on. He did confirm that he's coming back for Brave New World. Yep. Which we kind of knew because She-Hulk's supposed to be in it, the leader's in it, and Red Hulk is in it. They released promo imagery... Um, uh, Like, you know how, like, when they you give the cast and the set, like, a hat or, like, a jacket, the embroidered logo for Captain America Brand New World, or Brave New World, is a Red Hulk holding the Captain America shield. Yeah. So, we it... knew the Hulks were involved, so it would be stupid not to bring um, Mark Ruffalo back. But, yeah, he did say that Kevin Feige told him there will never be a Hulk film, at least a Hulk solo film, is the exact
0: one. Which – we knew this, and, and and I think the problem was like people didn't want to believe like the fact that like, oh, legendary it's called...
1: or universal, universal, universal. Yeah, universal's being a cuck.
0: <laughs> it's so it's the same thing about the Spider Man thing. It's not that they can't make a movie. Let's be fair. That's not the what, what the reality. About,
1: they don't is. want to give them. They don't want to give the money to Universal.
0: That's all it is. Like, like, like Sony they,
1: cut a deal with Marvel, and obviously because Marvel uh Spider Man is way more important than the Hulk. Sorry guys. Sorry, Hulk fans. Yeah, Spider Man's like, the guy. Like if Spider-Man um like if Spider Man wasn't so popular, we would have never seen him come to the MCU because Sony would have asked for the same amount and Marvel would have been like, Yeah, but he's not Spider Man, but because he is Spider Man, Spider Man is like Batman level.
0: Yes. He's an A-list so, character.
1: Sony Sony basically got to pick their price, and then Marvel were negotiating. And there's that whole controversy where Tom Holland might not have been able to come back, blah, blah, blah. So because they were trying to raise you know, whatever deal. But Universal will is probably like, yeah, you could have the Hulk back, but for this much money. Because they know Marvel will make bank on a Hulk movie. Yep. Because it's yes. been so long, and because the Hulk is a prominent character in the MCU – you know, Hulk will make. Ban- I mean, I'm not saying a billion dollars, but Hulk will make enough money to where Universal thinks that they have a bargaining chip. So Marvel won't give Universal whatever percentage they want because Hulk is not that popular.
0: Exactly, and that's all it is. The thing with Sony and Spider Man is that Disney and Sony make out very well in the, that deal, where Sony makes money for them being used and also having the the, the rights to like the video game licensing.
1: Yeah, they you know, George like, Lucas did up. They were like, "Give me all the toys, give me all the video games, but you can put them in movies."
0: Yeah, exactly. And they get a small piece of the money, but nothing as big as they probably like get like
1: fifteen percent of the right. box office, and then they get whatever hundred or ninety five percent or whatever percentage they get from merchandise.
0: Exactly, and that's what they want. While. Wow a Hulk movie's not going to garner that. Like, you can't... You, there's no bargaining chip there. The character... The, yeah. character, the like, Hulk even merch like...
1: is not as big as Spider-Man merch. Mm-mm. You can't really do Hulk TV shows as much as you could do Spider-Man TV shows. I know there was Hulk Agents to Smash, but still. You can't do Hulk video games like you can do Spider-Man video games. Exactly. So... Because the Hulk is n- a nothing burger in comparison to Spider Man, Marvel, MCU, Disney, whatever doesn't feel the need to obtain the Hulk licensing, whether they get it, whether they buy it outright or like rent it out like they do with Spider Man, because it's just not going to make them as much money. I mean, maybe, but it's not going to be as worth it.
0: No, you're right. You're right. No, it wouldn't make it wouldn't make as much money. It wouldn't because like think about it. Like, he's not... The Hulk's not an A-list... As much as we talk about him as an A-list character in the Marvel history of the like, company. all things considered,
1: of Hulk is an A-lister, but he's not, like, a triple A-lister, you know? Right,
0: he's not... When you say Iron Marvel... Iron Man is
1: barely a triple A-lister. He's only that yeah. big because of Robert Downey Jr. and the MCU. Exactly. In the comic books, Iron Man's always been middle grade. They put him Who? on the Avengers because he didn't sell enough copies of his regular book.
0: Yeah, the the team the Avengers only exists for characters that that were it's the it's 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 the so they created the Avengers strictly out of competition because they needed a team book that could beat out just Sleeve America at the time. The problem was they couldn't do that with just like making up new characters, so they took the concept from JSA. Which was taking The only real from... books
1: that were super selling over at Marvel at the time were Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and the X-Men. X-Men yes. is a huge team. Fantastic Four is four people, but it's still a team. You can't put all of the Fantastic Four on the Avengers. And no. then Spider-Man, while you can put him on the Avengers, he's better as a solo act because of how he is. Like, And they've put him on well, the Avengers before. And while he does yeah. succeed, it's it's never awesome. You know what I mean?
0: Well, even, even going back to when the Avengers created... The Avengers were created in sixty four, sorry, in sixty six. Sorry, sixty six. At the time, the X Men were only five people. The FF was four, and Spider Man was one, and they were all outpacing the Avengers and their other solo books because all those characters were boring as hell. Like
1: Hulk was the only other character that was kind of selling.
0: Yes, like, and in, oh, in comparison
1: to solo books, Hulk was like the only guy that was kind of selling.
0: Yes. Cause God, it's some of the shit that goes on. That but wild.
1: Monster, Jekyll and Hyde, people like that stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. But but because he's not that big of a character as a powerhouse, he's not going to sell enough to be able to go to have Marvel slash Disney go, yeah, let's spend money just to license him out for a movie and then give up some of that profit. You know.
1: Yeah, they whatever they like. I don't even. I mean, I don't know with like what they do for like using him in smaller projects like She Hulk or in the Avengers movies or Thor Ragnarok or whatever. Like I don't very know similar. Out.
0: Yes, so it's but exactly the same. It's, it's definitely the same. a much
1: smaller asking Yes,
0: price. yes, it is. It's exactly the same. It's just, it's just the, the amount they pay for it. It's like anything like yeah, you're renting right. out. And
1: I think the choice words of he'll never have his own solo movie. Just indicates that he might pop up in something that'll be like a, it'll be a Hulk-driven story, but it just won't be Hulk alone. Like they could probably do a Scar show or a Scar movie, and then have Hulk in it.
0: Fix the Scar Scar is not Hulk. Yeah, fix
1: whatever Scar nonsense. Or if they do a She-Hulk movie, Hulk is like a very main character. You know what I mean? If they want to bring back She-Hulk, true. Or if they do Thunderbolts, um, like Red after Thunderbolts one, and they put Thaddeus Ross on there, and they want to do Mark Ruffalo as like an antagonist or whatever, like it's easier to make it like Hulk adjacent instead of Hulk direct.
0: True. True. Yeah,
1: you know, like Thor Ragnarok is what is it? Planet Hulk is what that one is.
0: Thor Ragnarok is planet, uh, part of Planet Hulk. Yes.
1: Yeah, 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 I'm not saying it's fully Planet Hulk. Yeah, it's part of Planet Hulk. The only other huge Hulk story besides Future Imperfect, which would be very weird to do, would be World War Hulk. And World War Hulk is an event. Like, so unless they do um Avengers World War H, just so you don't have to use the word Hulk in it, if that's whatever yeah. licensing comes up from that, you know, they're not gonna do anything with the Hulk, especially because Hulk is smart Hulk now.
0: And that's the thing, there is no major, major Hulk events at all. Like, there's nothing... There's no way you can, like, justify making a movie around the Hulk. And the characters that you're going to use, you, you didn't. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, the, the thing... Like,
1: the, they're, they're already running out of ideas for Thor. Like, we have... The first three Thor movies are, you know, in storytelling, at least a little generic. Ragnarok being the better of the three, in my opinion. But, like, Love and Thunder took the Jason Aaron run. Yeah, The only other Thor we could get would be the unworthy Thor, where he loses the hammer entirely, but then that's just one and kind of four. Or, they do War of the Realms. But with Odin already being dead, War of the Realms would be very, like, loose.
0: And that's the thing, like, you can't, it's only certain things they can do. Whatever
1: Thor 5 is going to be, it'll probably be the Walt Simonson run, where they introduce Beta Ray Bill just so they can get rid of um hulk and uh, not hulk i'm sorry thor and thor's daughter or whatever that yeah which is that's playing a role
0: yeah
1: so unless they do war of the realms watered down or the stormbreaker arc i really don't know what they're gonna do because of how they handle love and thunder especially so like you're running out of thor ideas captain america the only one you could do is secret empire and that won't go well
0: hold iron on iron man
1: iron man doesn't have any stories to do anymore you did i you did mandarin and armor war technically in the same one i know oh, we have did, an armor wars coming up but they're gonna like just in name only that one and yeah. then demon in a bottle was what one and two kind of
0: two was two, was or, two. One,
1: or, or three again it was two okay. yeah. yeah like and then it was extremist uh, unless you do the marriage yeah unless you do the marriage of oh my god yeah extremists mandarin and um armor wars were all in three technically.
0: Yeah,
1: but The only thing you could do is like superior Iron Man or he marries Emma Frost. Yeah. Unless you do Iron Man 2020 where you bring in Arno. That could be the only other one for Iron Man that I see. But we're past Iron Man now. Downey's basically done. Uh, yeah. Chris Evans is basically done. Hemsworth has been burned, but he'll probably come back because he'll, he'll probably want more creative control over it. And then, yeah. you know, and there's money. no other Hulk stories. Spider-Man has an, almost an infinite number of stories to tell. Yeah, it's true. Because of his rogues gallery. Like, the way they do it, like, a Sinister Six movie would be the culmination of a bunch of Spider-Man movies because the way that Spider-Man handles his villains of, you know, like, Monster of the Week style. But you could easily do, like, Story of the Week and make it into a movie.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. But, like, the thing with the Hulk is that there is no, like, and the other ones, the better runs of Hulk. Like now, all like things like immortal or immortal Hulk.
1: Oh, that's the other, that's the only other one you could do, but that one is so complicated.
0: Yeah, like immortal. immortal Hulk or would do, be name only. Or you do Hulks, which is just like the entire family, which is like a bomb and all that.
1: Yeah, agents of smash style, where everybody's involved. Yeah. But
0: like, that's the only thing you do.
1: Yeah, so I understand why they're never going to do a, a a Hulk movie because. We just said it, and now introducing the um, Immortal Hulk aspect of it. There's only really two stories you can tell that aren't Future Imperfect.
0: Yeah, and you wouldn't you're not going to do Future Imperfect. That's stupid.
1: Now the only way I would see Maestro coming in is if they do like an old man Logan again.
0: Yeah, or in Deadpool, or in Sequels. Oh, yeah,
1: I'm not talking about yeah, 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 I'm not talking about variants. I'm talking about like if you want to use like an old man Hulk, you have to like jump to the future
0: yeah it's true
1: (sighs) but speaking of jump into the future speaking of variants speaking of deadpool three we got that teaser trailer from the super bowl i'm so in it hurts
0: dude it was so good it was super ridiculous it was cool so i was talking to uh o'malley and he goes yeah it was cool he goes but it was really short like you didn't watch the whole thing he goes no I'm like,
1: oh, because the Super Bowl only had a 30 second ad. The two minute trailer came out on YouTube later.
0: It came up like the like the moment afterwards. I remember I was like sitting because my in-laws were over yesterday, so I was like, I w- I w- <laughs> grabbed my phone and went to the kitchen. I'm like, "Yep, I'll be back," and
1: uh,
0: <laughs> pulled it up. and was like up there, and that's it's cool, dude. It it's it doesn't give you it's the better than it go- should be. You know what it is? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It doesn't do what trailer came out last year. Oh, um, oh my god. The the last mob movie for, that came out during the Super Bowl was Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness. That was the last big one. Yeah. Um and that was the whole thing with the Xavier Wheelchair was in that trailer and everyone went fucking ballistic. There is no I gotcha moment or like holy shit, I can't believe this is happening thing. Seeing Wolverine in there, it's fine. Whatever we knew we knew he to be in the movie. Fine, that's what it is. You know, seeing match, uh, seeing patch was cool. Um, seeing Deadpool supporting cast all makes sense. The TVA being in there, that's the seeing only thing Deadpool that Deadpool
1: could... supporting cast, but having Shadow Star back is hilarious.
0: Yeah, that was funny. They um, but having the 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 real moment was seeing the TVA, and you're like, "Yep, this is exactly it doesn't what doesn't look got.
1: the same though."
0: No, it doesn't.
1: They they, they like forgot their aesthetic. So I'm thinking maybe after Loki season two, they changed up their aesthetic a tiny bit to be more commercial, or this is the Fox version of the MC, uh, the Fox version of the TVA, and it exists in a different space and time, or it's a different department.
0: Someone pointed out that, um,
1: Wade's got like a little locker and he's like his little, like his whole little thing. Wade's got like a uniform.
0: Yes. But someone pointed out, in the trailer, when you look at the TVA helmets, they look like Ant Man helmets.
1: Mm, okay. So, so this could be it po- takes place after the Quantum Mania stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hope and Scott Lang have joined up with the TVA and assisted with the technology, maybe,
0: or just they took it
1: because <laughs> they are stuck in the quantum realm, or they took the technology. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You know, so it could be anything. That that can be anything. Um.
1: Or it's just because they wanted to change up the style to match the Deadpool aesthetic, which is a little bit more future tech as opposed to, like, 80s tech. Right. It does suck that it doesn't look the same because you want everything to be uniform, but at the same time, I feel like because it's Deadpool, they'll explain it.
0: Right. There's no, um...
1: Deadpool can be like, this isn't your daddy's TVA or whatever.
0: Yeah. Again, this has been, like, the trailer was awesome from the get-go. Um, it's been one of those, it was the most sought after of the trailers from one from the Super Bowl, two for MCU property. Yeah, I didn't because... watch
1: any other trailers. The Twisters oh, watched, trailer I... came out. Um, yes, no, you watched the Super Bowl, I did not. The yeah. Twisters trailer came out. Um,
0: Wicked There's Part new
1: God One, Godzilla, uh, Planet of the Apes, Wicked, which I do not care for. I will see it in theaters probably, yeah. but I do not care to to watch the trailer, whatever. And there was one other trailer that I am forgetting that uh, you know, it, Deadpool was the it was the trailer.
0: Yeah, and it was so early in the game. It was like the, it was after the first uh, first that timeout, Dude, the first like um, first quarter, the first yeah, it was like the first flag, and they went through, and it was first yeah. one there. Um, but it was good. Like it, it's watching. So watching the trailer, I was like, "All right, cool." Having the cast back, it's cool. Um, the story is, they they pretty much lay out the story where it's like it's it, it's either him versus the TVA or him teaming up with TVA, depending on the scene you're looking at. One looks like he's teaming up with them, and the other half looks like he's fighting them. Like in this, and it's the scene where it's shocked. Oh from yeah, the forest.
1: it's the scene. Yeah, yeah, it's the forest that people are thinking is either uh logan or um age of ultron oh my goodness uh, avengers age of ultron people think he's gonna go save quicksilver i thought that was an interesting theory
0: that is a funny theory so I'm like and oh. then
1: um yeah and my theory on it is they're gonna secret wars miles morales him in the trailer they have a uh secret wars 2015 i think it's issue eight i want to say it's the one with the Beyonder and Doctor Doom on it, where there is like no. Like, so that
0: him. is actually issue five, and it's Reed's face oh, with, uh, yeah, it's Reed. Oh, it's, I thought
1: uh, like in the tears of his face, it looks like the Beyonder.
0: It's Reed. No, it's Reed and Doom.
1: Okay. It, but like, so it, I'm thinking that um, that that's. I mean, I don't know if that's a direct reference to the Miles Morales theory that I have, but I think, given that characters like Dopinder or Blind Al or Vanessa are such nobodies and negasonic and yo-yo, especially too? like, why would you not just bring over the actors and actresses that you already have, especially if you're going to be using Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool again, why not do what you did with Miles Morales? Where, because the TVA asks Deadpool for help, that they give him like a deal, like, Hey, your universe will fall apart soon. But if you help us fix whatever we need to fix, you and your supporting cast will be pulled into the MCU I think that is what the deal will be. Because why else would Deadpool do it if he's not going to save his friends?
0: Especially Vanessa, because that's all of the plot for Deadpool yeah, That's too. all of
1: Deadpool 2. <laughs> all Deadpool 2 is bringing Vanessa back. So if he has – like, even if he doesn't care about any of his friends, he does care about Vanessa so much so that he will he, – he literally time travels to save Vanessa. So why would he not multiverse travel to save Vanessa as well?
0: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So
1: I'm thinking that we will get a Miles Morales situation where any characters that Marvel doesn't directly want to use or retcon, like Colossus, because that's the best Colossus design we'll ever get, unless they give him the red costume. And they still could do that with this Colossus. They just got to change the outfit. Like no other characters besides like Wolverine, I would see them recasting. And we might even get the recast in this movie. People are saying that Patch does not look as tall as Hugh Jackman, whether it's another multiverse variant or the MCU version. We won't know until we see it. But people yep. are thinking that that's going to be Daniel Radcliffe, which is what I was saying off mic that Daniel Radcliffe and Taron Edgerton were the most two highly requested fan castings. I wouldn't be surprised if one or both of them make an appearance in this movie.
0: Uh, dude, I, I'm with whether it. or not they, really... whether
1: or not they become the real MCU version is you know up to the future. But them being Easter eggs is very very possible given John Krasinski's role and given that, um, Hugh Jackman is at least friendly with Taron Edgerton because they did a few films together.
0: Right. And that's the thing we could really get a, this is the sneak uh, of who we're going to see post MCU or post this movie. You know, also the movie being called Deadpool and Wolverine is good. Um, but we, someone was saying, you were telling me too, um, that each trailer they'll have a different name attached to it they, they well, yeah so um...
1: when uh, initially they trademarked deadpool deadpool th- they trademarked deadpool 3 deadpool and friend deadpool and friends and then deadpool and wolverine and someone else's theory i don't know who it was but i will say it was not my theory on the title of the movie that each trailer would have a different title until the end when it's revealed but having this one be deadpool and wolverine really makes me think that they may have thought of that and then just went now nah, we'll just do Deadpool and Wolverine because that's what people are gonna want to tweet about.
0: It's true. It's true because it's insane. It's good, like okay. I said. It, it it it's such a good movie, and it's such a it, it's. I mean, I movie. I don't know what the movie's good. The trailer was good, and it.
1: Dude, they're bringing Pyro back.
0: <laughs> that was only what I didn't. No, nor did I care about. Like, when I saw... Their, yeah, like, that, was, that was,
1: like, all the, set re- all the set leaks we got were, like, Toad, the Fantastic cars, Sabretooth, Lady Deadpool, potentially, obviously Hugh Jackman. But, like, we did not see a pyro set leak, so I think that that's hilarious that they showed him off in the trailer when they could have just showed off one of the set leaks. I know that was cool. I
0: mean, it's because, like, we were talking about this off mic, it was kind of like a whatever because I haven't seen him in a movie in years and I forgot what he looked like.
1: Yeah, I mean, who's to say he hasn't been acting? I'll look him up real quick while we're sitting around, but, you know... while well, well, he's doing it's that. Crazy to think, yeah, it's crazy to think that we just... Uh, Aaron Stanford is his name. What has he done recently? He was in a show called 12 Monkeys from 2015 to 2018. Yeah,
0: which is a, um, it's a prequel to the movie 12 Monkeys.
1: Yeah, Oh, yeah, no, he okay, he's been doing stuff. Yeah, he has 12 Monkeys, he was in Fear the Walking Dead, and then he did a few guest spots throughout the last few years. And then recently he was in a movie with Jenna Ortega and um oh my goodness, who is Agent K? Um Tommy Lee Jones called um okay. Finest Kind. And then he's got two upcoming movies, one being a hindsight movie and the other one being Deadpool and Wolverine. So he has been acting, but this is like the return to form, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. And also again, like it, it wasn't the one that they were like kind of hyping up, you know. So oh, my yeah, like, cool, a cool,
1: that... like, blink and you'll miss it. I thought it was D-Man or something like that. I was like, oh, cool. Yes. But, you yeah.
0: Which I'm like, cool. Awesome. It's D-Man.
1: Yeah, he's here. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs>
0: but, like, uh, it was cool. Like, everyone else, it was cool. I think the action in it is awesome. I do like you don't see, um, like, you don't see Wolverine straight up in it. You know, something like Yeah, that cool. just give you the
1: flash. Because this was technically the teaser trailer. Even though teaser trailers have been getting longer and longer. I know. This teaser trailer is 2 minutes and 30 seconds. That's how long a normal movie trailer is in theaters.
0: I know. I think it's stupid. That's the only thing I hate about this new stuff. Yeah, but... I don't know
1: the difference between a regular trailer and a teaser trailer anymore. I used Not to Because yeah. teaser trailers used to be about a minute long yeah and now they're like nah it's a whole ass trailer but we'll call it a teaser so then we can bank on making another one
0: yes we we get you guys to watch it and 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 like really like sync this i'm like i get it we're gonna watch it anyway
1: yeah we're already in
0: but that brings us to our topic which is deadpool we were talking about movies and comics and all the fun stuff um yeah, let's talk about the movies since we're all about the movies. Uh, Deadpool 1 is Deadpool's origin story. Um, it's just a retelling of Deadpool's origin story with a brand new cast. Um, it's
1: modernized. I would say very, very
0: modernized from his new Mutants '98 origin uh, and first appearance. And then Deadpool 2 is his hunt for revenge, which is Deadpool also 1 also. It's also Deadpool. Well, yeah, Deadpool exactly.
1: One is a hunt for revenge because while they did give him extra mutant powers, they also made him uh, riddled with cancer. So that's a yikes. But Deadpool two is the revenge movie. Vanessa's dead. Cable uh, has time travel stuff, and Flame Fist is a problem in the future. So they're gonna go fix it. Yeah. Basically, Deadpool and Cable split second. True. Yeah, from what, 2011, I think? It's like three issues, but...
0: I don't think so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so this movie looks like it's going to be Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, except it's going to be Fox, and it's going to be saves the MCU.
0: <laughs> I mean, this movie's definitely saving the MCU regardless.
1: Well, that's what they ask him to do, at least in the trailer. They ask him to save whatever, you know, they need saving.
0: He's going to be Marvel Jesus.
1: Yeah, I'm Marvel Jesus. <laughs> I do like when Captain America pops up on screen, he does the salute, because in the comic books, Deadpool is such a Captain America fan, so much so that he joins Captain America's Uncanny Avengers, and he kind of joins Secret Empire only because he's like, listen, man, whatever team Captain America's on is usually the right team, but then obviously he finds out Secret Empire is wrong, wrong, and then he he makes up for it after being um, the comic book run Despicable Deadpool is when he goes back to being not a hero.
0: Yeah, no. During the actors'
1: event, he gets his, like, comeuppance, and then he becomes world's greatest Deadpool, where everybody knows him. He's famous. He's rich. He's got perks for money. He's got teams. He's good. And then Despicable Deadpool is when he loses everything after he sides with, you know, Nazi Cap. Yes. So I'm excited to see where they land him with Captain America. I do want to see what cameos we get from the MCU themselves, besides the archive footage. True. I don't know if we'll get many, but I would like to see, like, you know maybe, like, a Batroc the Leaper-style character. Maybe not him, but somebody, like, MCU character that doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) Maybe Crossbones.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no. So I was looking at the, um, Deadpool unreleased animated TV show. Um, yeah, no, we could probably get Crossbones. Or something ridiculous. But... Um, with the movie stuff, we have... We'll do Deadpool movie stuff first. Uh, in general, Deadpool first makes his first movie appearance in uh, Wolverine Origins... Uh, sorry, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, and it's Wade Wilson. It is Ryan Reynolds playing him. He is also known later on as Weapon 11, who is kind of not Deadpool... Um,
1: I mean, during the flashbacks during World War II or whatever flashbacks he gets for Task Force X what he's actually Ryan Reynolds' face with the hair, Like he yeah. does have a few quippy one-liners and he has fun. And we get a taste of what Deadpool could be, and then they sew his mouth shut right when it's getting good.
0: Yeah, and it's supposed to be like he ends up being like a kind of – he's weapon 11 in it, which is fine. He's supposed to be more – they made him more like Phantom X. Where they like Gene spliced a bunch of mutant powers onto him, so he could fight against Wolverine. It was like, all right, cool, but you took away everything that made Deadpool Deadpool.
1: Yeah, they gave him psychops lasers and whoever Will I Am was not John Wrath. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The other teleporter guy.
0: Um. Then he was he was actually in, um. So Days of Features Past rewrites the X Men timeline. Which is, which is the Deadpool movie universe. Yeah. Going forward. That is where he is Wade Wilson again. He has cancer. He ends up joining up uh, with Ajax, who ends up giving a cure. In turn, he ca- uses a treatment to. Oh, yeah, he
1: gets the cancer first. I forgot. My bad.
0: Yes. Even in the comics, it's always cancer first, power second. Because what the powers give him is healing factor but cancer is a the the whole thing about cancer is like that cancer, cancer itself is, is
1: continuous is, it comes back it's living spreading yeah like kill you it's a, it's a living organism you can't get rid of it
0: right so um he's you know, he gets the power from ajax he gets uh and then in turn he goes after ajax for rooting his life because at the time he's with vanessa and he doesn't think that he could be loved by her because he's so but ugly
1: he is very ugly. <laughs> the
0: whole bit still is like the best bit in that movie. Where it's like him He's and... Ugly
1: now. He just has a wig on.
0: <laughs> well, yes. But I'm talking about the bit from the movie where him... It, it, I forgot the... It's not... He doesn't play Bob, does he? The guy with the glasses, shaggy no. blonde hair.
1: Oh, TJ Miller plays Weasel.
0: Thank you. Um Yeah,
1: I think TJ Miller's character technically dies in the sequel... Or at least isn't in the trailer for Deadpool three. I think T J Miller was canceled over COVID. I'm not hundred ex- percent positive on T J Miller's celebrity status, but I know he was not in this trailer.
0: Yeah, no, he's not in. Uh, yeah, no, he's not in the trailer. Um, but he, um, that bit between him and uh, T J Miller is like the best bit in the entire movie. Where he's, where it's like. Well, uh, it's about him being ugly, and it's like, oh, you look like two, av- you look like an avocado had sex with an older, overripe avocado. Like, and there was a the over, bit back and forth, an
1: older, me. uglier avocado.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, it, the, the bit's so funny. Um, yeah. And Deadpool is a hard R movie. It's, it's. I remember seeing that movie, and parents taking their kids, and then getting mad and like, you fucking took your kids to our movie. You're the dumb dumb.
1: When you buy tickets, they tell you this movie is rated R. Do you want your kid to see this? And then you have to, and then you have to consent to it and then go, okay. And then you go buy the ticket and leave like that. Okay.
0: (laughs) It's just dumb. I hate, I hate when people are stupid. Yup. Uh, the next appearance would actually be in Deadpool two. Um, which he, uh, again, he's now up in 11. Um, that's where they just give him his name as Weapon 11, because you realize it was also uh, Ajax's name, or uh, subsidiary Weapon X, kind of, sort of. Um, Vanessa is now killed um, and because of nonsense. And Cable goes back in time to stop a boy named Rusty Collins, a.k.a. Fire Fist, um, because he is going to be the one that kills his family in the future, but in turn they want to save him so he doesn't become this, like, tyrant in the future. Um, yeah, they I'm pretty that sure kill
1: kids thing from uh, Deadpool's uncanny X-Force appearance where they have to go kill kid Apocalypse, and Deadpool's like, look, man, I know he's Apocalypse. He's basically Hitler, but he's also a child. Maybe we can do better. And like, I like that aspect of Deadpool where even in Deadpool 2, they nailed it on the head. Like, Cable's like, look, this guy destroys everything. He kills my family. He does this, this, and this. And Deadpool's like... Yeah, but he's a kid. We can change him. We can make him not bad, like a bad person. And I like that aspect yeah. of Deadpool.
0: It's true, and it really is cool that they lean into that. Um, also, the you also get the introduction of Domino in this movie.
1: Yeah, who is, is ridiculously missing from the trailer? I know Zay Z beats is super duper popular now, and they're busy filming a lot, and including Joker 2, but. Man, it sucks that Domino was introduced, and now you're dropping her. At least from the trailer, maybe she'll come back. Maybe she'll get scooped in like Miles Morales through my theory. But, man, does it suck that she's not even glimpsed in the trailer? Especially because you have Shatterstar there. Like, come on.
0: I know. I know. It's entirely possible that
1: she followed Cable back to whatever time travel X-Force nonsense was going on.
0: Right. They, um... Also have in this movie they had Juggernaut or again a fix of Juggernaut. You had Colossus, the fix of Colossus. You had um the new Yukio show up that wasn't the Yukio from the Wolverine movie. Um, you have the Penders in this one. You have Black Tom Cassidy, um, Juggernaut. Yeah, <laughs> Neg- Neg- songs back together. Um. But the one that stands out is really is Rusty, um, Firefist, because I don't think he was supposed to be the character originally.
1: Played by Julian Denizen from What We Do, no, not What We Do in the Shadows, uh, same Taika, um, Hunt for the Wilder People,
0: yes, Hunt for the Wilder People 2016, yeah, so yeah, no, the um. And that's a cool time travel movie. It is cool to see. And then also this this movie's known for the big bit at the end where Deadpool uses time travel stuff to go back and kill Ryan Reynolds, uh, from making Green Lantern, going back in time and uh killing his uh Wolverine Origins counterpart. Which that is probably what all links to Deadpool three.
1: Yeah, and then he goes back in time to save Rob Delaney's Peter and also Shatterstar apparently,
0: and also Vanessa.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but Vanessa's like the main plot point. Vanessa isn't like the end credit scene where he's going yeah, to Caval yeah. nonsense. He does that before the end of the movie.
0: <laughs> True. Um, again, there was supposed to be there was supposed to be an X Force spinoff, um, which we never got because of the whole. Well, that's because yeah, yeah. So, um, without that, we had the next thing for Deadpool is the Cog and Deadpool React, which is to the Free Guy trailer, um, which was the first glimpse of Deadpool canonically in the MCU. Yeah, and that's when all the rumors started about like, oh, the new Deadpool movie is going to be in it, and, and what it was going to be about. Um, the trailer, that little mini trailer thing, is really more because. One, uh, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, and Free Guy was his movie, and him and Tyke R.T.B. are friends, and that's why. Um... Ooh, sorry. Um, and now that brings us to Deadpool 3, which is Deadpool Wolverine. We're um, going back to Deadpool 2 for a second. Deadpool 2 is the launching on point for this movie, especially if you're looking at it from like a time travel standpoint. Like, this is... They'll probably tie it back to... You did some shit that... Like, these people are not supposed to be alive. They were all dead, and you went back in time and did all this. You know, type of thing. That's why I'm surprised Cable wasn't actually in this more.
1: I think they'll make mention of Cable and Domino, especially if they don't make full-on-screen appearances. I think that they'll mention, like, because you helped this guy Cable, we just can't seem to catch him because Cable's so cool. But, like, we got you because you're a loser. Or whatever. (laughs) They got yeah. Matthew McFadden from, um, uh, oh my God, Secession in the place of Mobius. Essentially, I know Mobius is supposed to make an appearance, but you know we got Matthew McFadden as his handler because Mobius. Is yeah, the he's
0: one known, yeah, he's known. Yeah, he's known as Mister Paradox.
1: Oh, okay. He does have a character name. Very cool.
0: Yes, Mister Paradox. Um. Yeah it's it's funny that. Like going through like Deadpool's like stuff. And it's funny, it's like today, today at work, a parent had their kid with them and he saw like the the Deadpool keychain. And uh like keychain. Yeah, keychain. And uh he wanted the mom bought it and she was joking, she goes, He's never seen a Deadpool thing in his entire and the kid might have been like three or four. That's how young he was. Um but he, but she did say, oh, he knows of Deadpool from the cartoons, and I laughed. I'm like, I'm like, I get a lot of little kids that know Deadpool only from, like, the cartoons, whether it's Ultimate Spider-Man. Cause it's all on Disney Plus. that's why. You know, so it's like well, yeah, Ultimate he Spider-Man.
1: In Ultimate, he shows up in Ultimate Spider-Man for a few episodes, and then he's yeah. also in Future Avengers and Wolverine and the X-Men for one episode, I think.
0: Yeah. So, if you watched any of that stuff, it makes sense why there is, like, a big cult fandom around Deadpool at any age. Because he's, for a little kid, they don't really... Because in those cartoons, he's not as violent. And if there is violence, normally the the thing he's fighting against is something like either, like, undead or it's a robot. Something that, if it's killed, quote-unquote, on screen, you know, it's not horrific to watch. If a
1: robot's head off, it's fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... There is something to say about Deadpool's cult status, and I'll get back to it when I get to talk about it. Okay, I won't, I'm not jumping into the comics, like, because the comic itself is Deadpool first appears in New Mutants 98 as a mercenary working for Gideon to hunt down the New Mutants. Um, and that's pretty much it. He was a straight up mercenary, he is a Deathstroke ripoff, right down to the name and the color scheme of his outfit. And the eye thing—it—it's it, created by Rob Liefeld and Fabian Isieza. Um Deadpool does not become the Merc with a Mouth until Wade Mark Wade Run, and really that starts with Deadpool and the Circle Chase. Um,
1: oh yeah, it's Mark Wade and Daniel Way that make him like the quote unquote Merc with a Mouth.
0: Yeah, that's the Deadpool we know. Anything before that, the Rob Liefeld Deadpool is just a killer. He's a hard-gun mercenary. Yeah, he's um, just
1: Deathstroke, but he makes a tiny bit... Like, he has a few jokes.
0: If you read... He does not joke at all. If you go back and reread, like... Not things Rob Liefeld has done now for Deadpool. Go back when he, he was drawing Deadpool and Nicieza was writing it. He doesn't joke at all. He's a straight-up murderer. Like, they only did that because they wanted to differentiate Jerry from from Deathstroke. Because we all... We all say this now, and we can say this to a blue interface. We know Deadpool is a Deathstroke ripoff. It's fine; he's a parody. You know, he, sorry, he's an homage. He's an homage. Later on, other writers like Wade and and all of them made him a parody of Deathstroke. You know, and leaned into the fourth world breaking stuff. The idea that he talks to himself—that's why the, his even his bubbles his are yellow.
1: Jerry Dug- Then the, what is it? Rick Remender, Jerry Duggan, and Brian Posehn from uncanny x-force into the 2012 deadpool run make him into the character we see most now
0: yes yes it's the i know
1: wade and daniel way like paved the way for him to do that but rick remender and pusein and duggan like drove that automobile so fast down that road once it was paved
0: well that's the thing when you start it was more when they were adding deadpool Right. it's when you I sort of adding Deadpool to the comics universe as a supporting cast most of the time. He does better because he has a straight uh straight laced character play offers. Specifically Deadpool and Cable half the time. Uh yeah, um, whether it's
1: cable, Wolverine, or you put him on a big team.
0: Right. And my favorite run is Remender's X Force, Uncanny X Force run with on the and, and it's the Kid Apocalypse thing. You know, it's the it's Duggan who wrote the, the Dead Presidents, right?
1: Yeah, D- yeah, Duggan and Poussin were the yeah. ones who wrote the 2012
0: Which is like, you know, the sad clown, you know, the archetype, but it was also the best character-driven story that we've had for Deadpool for years where he had an actual family. The The stuff with Negasonic that they did later on was because they just reinvented Negasonic from the movie into the comic because that's not how she is in the comic before her. She's just this goth girl that can see death and that was it. Um, and she was supposed to be, and Negasonic in the movie is just a female cannonball instead. But they, everything after that, that's why they were like, oh, I forgot he, they had his memory erased and all that. And he forgot Ellie and everything. I'm like, no, it was cool to see him as a dad. His daughter's coming back in the books, apparently for the new book
1: all the way up. It was 2012 all the way up to um, the Scotty Young run. Scotty Young, I don't think it was his fault. Um, no, Scotty no. Young's run was the one that turned him back into just a funny killer, like a Hitman-style character, the Daniel Way-style stuff, instead of him being a sad clown. And then ever yeah. since then, he's been trying to recapture the – because after Scotty Young, it was Kelly Thompson, and now it's Alyssa Wong. Besides him showing and that the teams one...
0: up. And listen, the new one coming up, it does look like they're going to be doing more of like, hey, he is, he's a dad. You know, his daughter's going to be in the book. And it's going to be all about him being a dad. Again. Which, yeah, good. Funny. You know, I'm not saying you need to lean it all the way up to like 2099 with him and Shikla and stuff like that. But like, in general, like there it, there is like a line where like character growth is good. And Deadpool has, honestly, had the most character growth in years. He's been, like, the mercenary, the sad clown, the, the merc with the mouth, you know. And, and it all has made the character actually really good. Um, Because, honestly, if you didn't have that growth all the time, it would be boring and repetitive. Like, okay, he's just a mercenary.
1: That's why Deathstroke comics don't last as long as they could.
0: It's true. It's true. It 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 really is that, and that's the that's the sad truth about all comics. It's like, what happens when, you know, what happens when you run out of ideas? You just go back to them being a mercenary, and it's like, okay, but what happened? We just watched them do all this other stuff. Like Deadpool can't ever really go back to being just a mercenary after being on like to Avengers Teens, being a member of the X-Men. Well, they tried on him all.
1: doing Merc The Scotty Young run was like the quote-unquote back-to-basics for Deadpool. You know, he lost all of his supporting cast, and he just became a hitman again. And while that book, I think, is still great because Scotty Young's a good writer and Nick Klein's a phenomenal artist, it's just we had such a high from Doug and Poussain, and then regular like solo Doug and up until Cullen Budd doing spinoffs and stuff, to where, like, you know, and besides team books, where Deadpool was such a character, and then they gave him amnesia and put him back in a Hitman-style role. While that is still fun to read in some points, you really lost the character of Deadpool, and that's why in the Kelly Thompson run, they tried to bring him back to Sad Clown, but because of Krakoa, they didn't know what the fuck to do with Deadpool because he's a mutant, but he's not an X-Man, and it's a whole situation, and is he a mutant? Not really, kind of. And then, you know, in Alyssa Wong's... Um, Deadpool spins out of X-Force because eventually they let Deadpool on Kokoa.
0: Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like, you had him wrapped up and you had him wrapped up in a good way to be part of this growing expansion of what Krakoa was, you know. And it it makes more sense for a character that that has grown to be a hero in his own right, despite what you, you do to him as a writer, he's a hero at the end of the day. 98% of the time, he's a hero. For sure. You know, and... He may be a dickhead, ca- but he's a hero. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, he has done... Like, he's one of the better grown characters of the from the 90s till today. You know? And for a character that started off as, like, a, a, actually as a bad guy... You know, it's hard, it's crazy to see the amount of growth he's had over time. It, he was a bad
1: it's... guy in the New Mutants book before New Mutants became X-Force. Right. That's like a and literal, he... like, nothing character. Yeah. And now it's he true. has three movies where he's played by Ryan Reynolds.
0: <laughs> All because Ryan Reynolds likes the funny jokes, and I'm like, I get it. And, 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 mm-hmm. and he, he did it. he like... He's a character that can succeed. This is where, if you look at the history of Deadpool as a whole, which it's really not much as a character. I mean, there's tons of stuff. I can sit here all night and talk about it. Um,
1: yeah, he's got plenty of stories, but the biggest like stories come from the most recent stuff, and it's not even right. a lot.
0: And that's the thing. Like, how do you turn around and go and 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 go? Look at all the characters that have come out in the from the nineties. So stuff is the nineties for or ever where they were just making characters for the sake of making characters. Dude, Deadpool the has
1: more solo books than Cable does.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, maybe not in like number of titles because Cable has like a bunch of like four issue minis, and I'm not counting the Deadpool like four issue like Secret Agent Deadpool, Deadpool the Doc. Like he at one point there was a Deadpool book every week, but like. In comparison to those characters that you were saying, like Cable especially, if you compare it to Deadpool, Deadpool has more like issue-to-issues than Cable does. And that's nuts. Deadpool has been consistent since like 2009. He's had a consistent solo book.
0: Yeah. And, and it shows. Because he's, he's a character you can do stuff with. Yes, if you want to be a little bit more edgy, a little bit more adult, you can do that with Deadpool. And not worry about the content. You're fine. You know, he's a character that, that stands and the test of time only because when he's done properly, it's one of the better stories that Marvel produces. Because if you get a good enough comedy writer, the action tells itself, but it's the comedy that makes it. Again, I still think the best stuff for him is like when he's a family man and we got Ellie back and all that. Um, and he had. Um, the LMD as a, like her kind of foster mom and all that. Uh the Prescott's Prestons, Prestons. Yeah,
1: it was very um cool.
0: being the foster mom and all that. You know, that's my my personal favorite stuff of Deadpool. Um, but that's also because like he he's grown to that point. And I hate when you they take it away. You know, like I get the it kinda ought to be status quo at the end of the day, but like not so much like that. Yeah. Anything else about Deadpool you want to talk about before we keep uh, keep going?
1: Nah, man. Keep it flowing.
0: Okay. So anyway, um, Deadpool's appearances outside of the movies goes to the comics, which we were talking about just now, um, and then after that are TV shows, which we kind of sprinkled here and there about him being alternate Spider-Man. Which alternate Spider-Man was really the really the big one that he was in, um, which was a couple of episodes. Uh, of the team up, which is based on Ultimate Spider Man the comics, kind of sort of ish. Um, we yeah, Ultimate De- Deadpool himself has been, um, has tons and tons of cameo appearances because uh, pretty much he's a cameo queen, um, in other media. Um, but in Ultimate Deadpool, he's also voiced by Wilfred Dell, which is funny. Um, not counting the, I'm not counting the anime or, um, he does make a cameo in X-Men, the anime series, when uh Oh, dude, Wolverine... in the
1: future Avengers, he the Japanese voice actor is the Japanese voice actor for uh, uh, for Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, it's which fantastic. Is yeah.
0: I do want them to one day um, release Marvel Disc Wars, the Avengers, eventually. I've seen episodes here and there illegally on YouTube. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I want them, hopefully, to get on Disney+. Plus um I the think show it's cool. will. but yeah so in ultimate, in ultimate Spider-Man he he does the episode of Deadpool um and I guess I I was reading it before which was um there's supposed there was supposed to be an ultimate uh, supposed to be a Deadpool animated TV show for FSX uh right around the same time Legion was coming out um
1: Yeah it was from Donald Glover.
0: Yes. Um apparently there was an episode the so the episode they they, they left based on creative differences. That's kind of how what kind of broke their relationship with FXX. Um, mm-hmm. but it was an episode that revolved around Taylor Swift. That's kind of what got them to be a canned.
1: Um, that's
0: dope. What it is, I don't know. What one hundred percent it is. It might explain more on. The they probably
1: level. had to save her from being killed, or Deadpool accidentally kills her, and then has to poses her or something stupid. Right. Yeah, and they're like killing Taylor Swift. Oh my goodness! Which is now funny. if you tried to do that shit, that'd be crazy. <sighs> I would love to see a movie that's like a bunch of A-list characters trying to do something to Taylor Swift, whether they kidnap or whether they kill her. I think the meta of Taylor now is like transcending media.
0: I mean, yes, yeah, true.
1: I know plenty of people that literally watch the Super Bowl just to see the five seconds of screen time that she got. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's
0: insane. sorry. Oh, that's *Heroes Reborn*. Oh, oh my, like, that's not the *Heroes Reborn*. I'm thinking of the the original *Heroes Reborn*. Anyway, outside of that, you have um, *Deadpool*'s biggest out of canon stories, which is the *Deadpool* Killology, which is um, *Deadpool* kills the Marvel Universe. Uh, Deadpool illustrated and Deadpool kills Deadpool, which is a light take of what this movie is gonna be. Um, which is Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. The joke is that he's actually trying to save like the, the the Marvel Universe. Yeah, um it's coming
1: off as like Deadpool Secret Secret Wars too.
0: Yes, yes, and Deadpool Core. Which, uh, one of the characters that we, got, we will be getting in this movie, or rumored to be getting in this movie, is Lady Deadpool. And her first appearance is in Deadpool
1: Core, Yeah, potentially played by Emma Corrin. There's an actress on the IMDb, Emma Corrin. I think we talked about it when she was first cast. Uh, you were yes. mentioning it uh, yesterday about Cassandra Nova. When yes. Emma Corrin was first cast, there was speculation that she's either Lady Deadpool uh, or um, Cassandra Nova. Either way, I think, I told you yesterday, I think Cassandra Nova is such a nothing character, why would you do it? But Lady Deadpool would be cool.
0: Yeah, and you're right. It, it makes sense. It makes. But I don't more think, sense.
1: given that Deadpool actually has a cast of characters now, I don't think you need the Deadpool core unless you want to do it as like a, a variant style easter egg like Sylvie.
0: Right. I mean, I know you could. It's not
1: an easter egg, but you know what I mean, like a female version of the character.
0: I know. And I know. But you could. So but yeah, no, like yeah, anyway. No
1: dog pool is supposed to be in it. So at least yes. Dogpool's a character from the Deadpool core. And Headpool, I wouldn't be surprised if Headpool makes an appearance. That's so easy to do. And then Kid Kidpool was supposed to be well, supposed to be is a strong word for, you know, rumors and speculation. Walter Scoble. I'm sorry, Walt Walker. The kid who's Percy Jackson and who was in the Adam Project, who played a young Ryan Reynolds um there was you know fan casting and rumor that he would be kid deadpool so it's possible that we might get some form of cameo from him too yeah pool core style
0: yeah we should it should be good hopefully that's either way it's it it's, i'm excited to see what's gonna be uh what's gonna happen uh for deadpool and with the future like we could talk all night about deadpool um but it is one of those, like, everyone has like their favorite era of Deadpool, but it's not even like a favorite era because he's pretty much like if you know and love nah, dude, Deadpool, everyone's
1: favorite era of Deadpool is the Pussain Duggan run. That's, what I'm, saying, like, the there there that's there what I'm saying. There are people that like the Daniel Way run, and I can see why it is fun. But the Jerry oh, yeah. Duggan, Brian Pussain from 2012 to 2016 is peak Deadpool fiction, that is where we got the real basis of the Deadpool movies. The reason why the character has movies is not just because of Ryan Reynolds wanting to do it. It is because of how popular he got through those comic books.
0: It's true. It's 100% true. But we will talk more about Deadpool when Deadpool 3 hits theaters. And we will give you a full spoiler. We will have full spoilers breakdown then. Unless something something crazy comes up in the news. Um, But we will jump to our book reviews now. Which opens up with Blue Book 1947. Uh, from Dark Horse Comics, written by James Tinian and Zach Thompson, with art by Michael Avon Avon, Demi, uh, sorry, Michael Avon Deming, uh, and Gavin Fullerton. It is a prequel to Project to Blue Book that came out two years ago. It is another recounting from stories from the Project Blue Book, which was a government, uh, sanctioned program that to investigate UFOs. And this is more stories of it going back to forty seven. It pretty much is the lead up to what became Blue Book. Um, these are all real encounters uh, and real stories that they're they're documenting the comic book based off of. So if you're a fan of UFOs or ancient aliens or all that fun stuff, like I am, um, definitely put this book up and also watch Rael, the alien prophet, on Netflix. That was insane oh, to I watch.
1: Still
0: gotta watch that. <laughs> oh, dude, I watched all the episodes and. My wife walked in and she was like getting something in the kitchen. She has just gotten off of work and she's like, What are you watching? I'm like, Alien documentary. And she's like, What about what? I'm like, this crazy prophet that this crazy guy who thinks he's a prophet. I'm like, You haven't you haven't even seen the crazy part yet. <laughs> it's such a good documentary. Watch the documentary. But again, also pick this book up if you're a fan of H aliens or the show, Parts of Blue Book. We have the Infernals, written by Ryan Parrott. Um, hold on, I'm pulling up the info real quick. I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Uh, written by Ryan Parrott and art by John Pearson. Uh, by by Image Comics, The Infernals is secession meets uh, Rosemary's Baby. What happens when the devil is retiring and his four kids are now fighting for control of hell and to be the new antichrist. Um, sorry, whatever the antichrist uh, retires, it's fucking wild. it's so good. I read the first issue like a couple months ago. Actually, they sent it to us to read and review, and I read it and I'm like, this is bonkers. The art is so good in it. The story is fantastic. It's about the antichrist, like he's dying, and he is trying to like figure out what to do now and like of his four children who's going to take over the role of the antichrist and it's like if you've seen the show secession it's very much that it's a, and because they're all rich and spoiled idiots that want to take control but don't want to take control and they're all scheming against each other it's gonna be a really cool miniseries uh to read I like it, it a lot. There's a lot of books it,
1: coming out this week. I'm looking at the, um, sorry, the list. I'm looking at Midtown Comics because you – yeah, you were having trouble finding one of the creators, so I pulled it up, and then you found him, Dude, there are so many good books out this week. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: it's a big week. It's a real big week. It's it, – it's it's for the last two – it's ridiculous. For the last two weeks, it has been like a little bit, and now this week it's a ton. Um, But yeah, it's such a good – it's a, such a good uh, uh book. It, it, it's – it's kind of what I wanted, like the missing. This is what the missing years, like of American Jesus, would have been if you did like the next chapter of American Jesus being with the sun still instead of skipping to um, the other prophesized one. I don't want to spoil American Jesus for anyone for the day and watch the show um, over the book, but it it's instead of skipping like twenty years or whatever they skipped in the second book. Um, this is kind of what it is. It's really cool. It's like it's this cool economic drama mixed it's a session. It's a session. It's all it is. Um next up is Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, written by, by Marvel Comics, written by Steve Orlando, and off by Lorenzo Tomate. Uh it's a continuation of the Scarlet Witch series. Um it's cool to see Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver uh together. It's a cool, the cool brother sister dynamic. Um, They still this this does take place before the end of Krakoa because they do talk about Magneto being dead in it. Um, In fact, there's a joke from Darcy because she's in the book um, about them getting a letter from uh, Magneto, and she's like, "Oh, does it say that he's actually your dad now?" Uh, which (laughs) Which is like, I. And and she play. I like her in the role because she's a great supporting character to the overstrung, um, version of Scarlet Witch that we have in this, which makes sense because of what she does now. She's kind of like almost like a. I don't want to say like, discount version of a sorcerer, sorcerer supreme, but she kind of is for the purposes of the book. She kind of is. Yeah. Um. She's
1: an all powerful magic wielder. It happens.
0: Yeah. So she kind of does stuff like Strange does. Um. But with Quicksilver in it, now he's like living with her, and he's pissed about this letter. Um, and the big villains revealed to be the wizard. Weird. Um
1: the wizard? Yeah. From what? The... Like Camelot stuff?
0: No, from the Fantastic Four. Oh,
1: from the yeah. okay, yep, yeah, my bad. Right <laughs> when I said from Camelot, I was like, no, there's Frightful Four. I was like, this fucking idiot over here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So it's fun, and the book's really cool.
1: Yeah,
0: the Fight for four, five 5,004, Fight for 400, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um yeah. It's good. It's good. If you were reading the last Fallout series, just pick this book up. Next up, we have Red Hood the Hill, uh, produced by DC Comics, written by Sean, uh, Sean Martinborough, and art by Sanford Green. This is a continuation, kind of, Of issue 35 and 34 and 35 of Red Hood Outlaw, which was reprinted last week as Red Hood, The Hill, issue 0. This is now post-Gotham War. Um, Not Gotham War. Um, Yeah, Gotham War. Post-Gotham War. Red Hood has gone back to The Hill, which is a community in Gotham City, and now is leading a band of his own team of kind of hood guys and girls and kids
1: it's uh, red hood and the outlaws again <laughs>
0: not as cool um i hate saying it like that but it's like because it's not red hood and the outlaws it's like
1: it's red hood and the new warriors <laughs> yeah
0: it is it's like he's going to street level he's like yeah, it's him What he should be doing right it's him being a street level vigilante with these other kids that are kind of like him and that's why, like, it's such an appealing idea. Oh, sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's such an appealing idea that you can um, just do, like, a street-level version of Deadpool, that uh, the Deadpool Jesus, uh, of Jason just being Jason. And it is a fallout of what happened from the Gotham War to find out what happened to him and how he's dealing with it, so... And finally, for our books, we have The Displaced. From Boom Studios, written by Ed Brisson, all by Luca Casalaguina. Um, Displaced is a wild sci-fi story about a town that is sunk by sucked up by a sinkhole. Um, there's a big, massive twist at the end. I will not spoil here. Um, but there's something that happens when... This isn't the first time a town has disappeared. It won't be the last. And the aftermath isn't just that a, a town disappears and people, like, are missing. Um, there's more to it than just that. And it has to do... They're leaning to, like, a almost a living Earth type of situation where the Earth does it on its own. Um and the twist at the end kind of will is the further mystery of the story, and kind of where are the characters that are the resorts called displaced? It's the those that were displaced from the sinkhole that they end up in, the sinkhole whether they were out of town, whether they were on the, out, the outskirts of the, 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 the epicenter. Um, what happens to them, and with the twist at the end, um, what happens to the town and the people around it. And why do these characters know something? And who's this mysterious old man that knows about this stuff? Um, it leads into a very cool sci-fi leaning uh, without getting any further into the twist of it. But it's really cool. It does feel like a movie when you read it. Um, it's very a very fast-paced read when you're going through it. Because you're like, oh, wow, this is quick. And But if, like I said, the big thing is because it does feel like a movie or like a, a, a TV event or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a really cool book. If you're looking for sci-fi stuff, pick it up. And as a last-minute token reservation, go pick up Super Scouts. It's a two-issue miniseries from CEX. um, And both issues are out this Wednesday, so I'll pick that up too. Hype. And that is it. Anything else you want to add, Hunter?
1: Nope, that's it. I like comic books. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, guys. If you go was... pick up everything. I would say pick up The Cabinet. That's my choice.
0: That's fair. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, guys. You can head over to our website, andrewscoms.com. The cabinet would have been on the list if I got the chance to read it before, uh, I did the show.
1: <laughs> Understandable. It's a good choice. Um, but dude, Sinister Sons is also out this week. That's a cool one. It's
0: not. <laughs> it's not.
1: <laughs> well, okay. W- the idea's cool. Alright.
0: <laughs> the idea is fantastic. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll, I'll, I'll tell you tomorrow why not.
1: <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening. You guys can head over to our website, androidcomics to check out this week's views and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at androids comics, the podcast Instagram at androids amazing podcast, and on X at androids amazing. Uh, androids amazing for update news. Don't forget to subscribe, uh, subscribe, leave your review, share with a friend, support your local comic shop, guys. If you're in the Northeast tomorrow or actually yesterday, I hope you guys stayed safe because we're supposed to be getting a big storm tonight, the night of recording. Um, so guys stay safe uh and hopefully this keeps you entertained in the cold and some climb shop guys and have a good one. peace.